Everybody has a passion. But what if you could get paid to talk about your passion? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. All right, let me explain. First and foremost, it's free. There's tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. You can make money from your podcast even with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one singular location. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. What's up, what's up, what's up, and how are y'all doing out there, Panther Nation? I am your host, the Panther Guru, joined by the one, the only, the knowy, knowy, showy. Those aren't words, but it's Mr. Know-It-All. Yes, sir. Mr. Know-It-All, how is everybody doing in the Panther Nation? Feels like a wonderful time to actually talk, catch up and talk to you guys about what's been going on in the news lately. Um, I think our first segment, uh, what we're going to talk about, talk about some of the top free agents we have out there. And then we're, we're going to get into uh, Jeremy Chin. Um, and then we're going to get into some news that we ran into, into uh, about Cam Newton. So, um, Guru, if I have your permission, I will start off by listing some of the top free agents that are out there on the market still for uh, for any NFL team right now. Absolutely, Mr. <clears throat> know-it-all. You know it all, so teach us. Okay. Uh, we got, as far as quarterbacks goes, you got Cam Newton. The second one was going to be Joe Flacco, but he just got signed by the Jets. So uh, you got Trevor Simeon, Drew Stanton, and uh, Josh McCown. Not too not too deep there, man. I'm so, still surprised that Cam is still there. Running back, Devontae Freeman, Lamar Miller, LaShawn McCoy, I'm only going to go over the top three just to save time. Uh, wide receivers, Taylor Gabriel, Chester Rogers, Paul Richardson, uh, tight ends, Delaney Walker, Charles Clay, name, uh, Geoff, Swim, Swim, <laughs> Jordan Reed, um, offensive tackles, Jordan, Jason Peters, Cordy Glenn, Kelvin Beecham, or Benjamin, haha. <laughs> um, uh, guards, Larry Warf- Warford, uh, Mike Pearson, Ron Leary, and centers, Justin Britt, Daniel Kilgore, and Ryan Khalil. Oh, wow. I think he went to the Jets, right? Yeah. Um, defensive tackle, Damon Harrison, Mike Daniels, uh, Jadavion Clowney, defensive end, Everson Griffin, outside linebackers. Terrell Suggs, um, you know, and, and, and these cornerbacks are Drake uh, Kirkpatrick, Logan Ryan, Prince Amukamara, Akeem Tlaib. He's probably going to have to retire. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, the top guy out there as far as safeties is Dolphins, Rashad Jones, and Eric Reed. Um, yeah, I, I don't – What where do you think you would actually – what type of free agent do you think that would be a good signing? I'm kind of feeling like a good, reliable tight end in there uh, would be nice. So, like, a Delaney Walker wouldn't hurt us. 
Oh, absolutely. I think uh, if we could even um, talk about where some of these guys should go or where they could go, I think Delaney Walker is an excellent fit for the Carolina Panthers. He gives them a veteran presence and a guy that you know is going to produce. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like, he's going to produce. He's reliable. He's a veteran. And with our young tight end core, he can uh, go ahead and be somebody in that locker room to help them, uh, you know, build a long-lasting career. Um, As far as what I think, um, I did not say this name, uh, but I do think also, like, a good return guy we should grab off the market right now is Tavon Austin. Um, And, you know, being out here in Maryland, uh, we definitely, you know, Tavon being from Baltimore, and I think he played at Dunbar, one of those schools, and uh, he was always an electric uh, guy, and I think that he will bring that that return factor so we don't have to have Christian McCaffrey back there all the time or we don't have to have Curtis Samuel or DJ Moore back there all the time returning our kicks because these are the guys that will be uh, helping, you know, uh, take attention off Christian McCaffrey in the running game and bring and be a viable target for on offense. <clears throat> but, yeah, like, as far as any team, like, are you – are you, do you want to talk about where these other pieces could go, like other players could go, or are we just going to keep it strictly Panthers? Because I'd rather keep it strictly Panthers. But I think no, absolutely, of, we, we could keep it strictly Panthers. Yeah, because I, I mean, I really just think that it's really not it's talent out there, but it's not like wow. But all all I've seen are people that are like kind of old, and you can kind of tell that every team is getting rid of the old and in and, and with the new. So I think that the Panthers are gonna are putting them now. Like it sucks that we lost so much, but I think the Panthers are putting themselves like putting ourselves in like the future and uh, uh, prepping ourselves very well. And uh, one way that we prepped ourselves very well is uh, by picking. Um, let's see, by picking. Uh, um, perfect. I think he's a nice big uh, safety. And uh, they said during this time at Southern Illinois, Chen played a little bit of cornerback, nickel, and primarily he played at safety. But uh, being versatile is a good reason to be a Panther. And a lot, if you really think about our defense, you will all you will always understand that we have players that can play all around the field. I mean, we had Julius Peppers. You know, you didn't he could play linebacker. He was covering people. He was running down running backs. You know, and. He, he was versatile. I think that's what our defense really stands for. It's just like being so versatile. And um, I, I can't name anybody that was just one dimensional. I mean, Luke, Luke Keekly was, was, was a ball hawk. He was getting more interceptions than cornerbacks. I mean, it was crazy, man. So uh, how do you feel about Jeremy Chen, Guru? Uh, so I, Pro Football Focus actually named Jeremy Chen as one of the breakout stars for the year and actually gave him a very, very high initial grade to go ahead and be one of those breakout stars. I think Jeremy Chin, and this is going to be like a bold prediction, but I've been giving bold predictions all week long if you've been paying attention to um, the Pro Report Twitter last week and this week. I really believe that Jeremy Chin is going to really ball out. I really think that he's going to really have a really good, interesting rookie season. And I think that he actually, in my opinion, was the second most versatile player in this draft behind Isaiah Simmons. Panthers fans were so upset about not getting Isaiah Simmons, but they kind of got Isaiah Simmons Jr. and Jeremy Chin. Yeah, uh, also, you know, I read a couple articles. It says um, 
That Chin is the nephew of Broncos legend Steve Atwater, a two-time Super Bowl champion and eight-time Broncos. So, you know, it's it's in his family to play high at a high level, and I see exactly why he gets a lot of praise. I mean, he was, you know, he was trained by a Super Bowl champion. So it's in his blood to, to dominate, and that's one of the reasons why uh, we definitely hope that there's going to be an NFL season this year so we can get a chance to see exactly – you know what? Uh, what what Jeremy can bring to the table officially as an NFL starting safety. Um, I was like, I think. How do you think? Uh, do you think Trey Boston? This is going to be a, a new topic. That I just want to ask about really quick. Do you think Boston is now the leader of the defense because he's been there through the ups and downs, and you know, and literally through the ups and downs. So, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think absolutely Trey Boston is definitely going to be the leader of the secondary. Um, I think that he's actually going to have a lot of influence on the defense as well in totality because, yeah, like you say, he's been there um, through a lot of the things with the Panthers, even though he left and came back. And he was there with the whole wild ride of everything that was going on last season. I think that his presence alone is going to be a huge boost for the defense. And I think that Trey is actually a guy that can really step up to that plate and really be a great leader. Yeah, man, I I, I do think uh you know just from watching him at uh I think it was it was the uh the Panthers uh pregame thing shows and everything like that. Like I feel like he's a leader and he's he brings that energy to the to the team. I mean, he kind of brings that 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 def- he's like the defensive. Now, don't kill me for this Panther Nation, but he's kind of like the defensive Cam Newton. I think he just kind of like. Now maybe he's not the face of the, of the of the team or nothing, but he's he's just very energetic. And you guys, if you guys are Panthers fans, I know you guys see like Trey Watson has an amazing uh, energy. Um, and yeah, let's just get on to the next topic. I think uh, I've already brought his name up in this conversation about Trey Watson and about Trey Watson being the Cam Newton of the defense. Um, there's some articles coming out saying that teammates feel like the Panthers mismanaged his his uh, injuries for the last two to three years, um, and feel like that's kind of accurate i mean it was it was it was clear to see you know wow like why are you guys letting this man can if he's not the like what do they always say they say look we went with who who gave us the best opportunity to win that's what it was said um but we didn't see like if cam newton if the coaching staff were able to, you know, get surgery early on Cam Newton, they wouldn't have to do it on off season, and you know, and that and that's what really hurt the team, and ultimately led to people led to the organization being fired. I believe that now, that this is kind of coming out, it makes me actually think like, hmm, maybe they had a point with getting away, getting rid of Coach Ron. Maybe they had a point to get, you know, and you know, maybe maybe the culture wasn't wasn't winning um and i and it's so hard to talk about because i want to watch what i say but i do want to say it's like it's like all right so say me and guru are on a team right and and guru like yo like like it's our first time on the team and we're playing and 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 now we, we go all the way to the to the Super Bowl, right? And you earn the coach's trust, I earn the coach's trust. 
and I, and then the you know the next season Guru goes down with like a ankle injury, right? And Guru walks over to the coach and says, "Oh no, I need to play." The coach is like, "All right, all right, yeah, you go, you go ahead and play. Go ahead and play. All right, I won't say nothing. I won't say nothing." And then you Guru plays, and then he just starts. Then you know, then we start losing a lot of games, and it gets to the end of the season. He's like, "Yeah, coach, I think I need to get that surgery because yeah." I mean, the coach should, you know, I believe that if Coach Ron did know anything about um, any injuries or anything, he should have addressed it right then and there to, one, save his job and then save the, save these players' uh, careers. Um, and on top of that, with the, with the coaching staff, I, I mean, we all seen the Rocky movie, you know, where Rocky's like, yeah, I can take more. I can take more ish. That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. You know, and, and it's a movie, you know, so Rocky always comes out on top, but this is real life and reality. And I don't think, you know, and I don't know what they were expecting, you know, Cam to be Rocky Balboa, but, you know, so how, how do you feel about um, this topic? Sure, absolutely. I feel like, like you said, that Cam was um, mismanaged in his injuries. Honestly, I, I, I had a feeling all the way back to that New England game in the preseason when a couple of analysts, and I believe um, – I can't name the specific analyst, so I won't even go ahead and try to, to do that. Um, but there was a conversation that was being had about, does Cam even need to play in that New England game? You know? Obviously, he was still resting up. Of course, you know, they wanted to get him ready, the dress rehearsal and everything like that. However – there was no need for Cam to play in that game. Everybody was saying that, you know, he could have the time that he needed to prepare by doing the Sean McVay way, going and training uh, throughout training camp. He was still going to have all that timing and everything like that, healthy, no hits. Then week one was going to come around. He was going to go through the game plan, go through the walkthrough, and then go ahead and play that game as his first game. And honestly, as a Panther fan, you could say, well, that first game was daunting because of who he actually played and Cam was going to be in danger. Okay, that's fine. I know it's not going to be a popular opinion like you said, uh, uh, know-it-all, Mr. Know-it-all, that it was not a great decision to even throw Cam into the fire regardless. And we still did week one with a bum leg. So I'm just saying, well, if we would have let him rest two extra weeks and prepare for week one, maybe Cam would have been good to go during that week one showdown and he would have played better or we might have taken the, the L we might have lost, but would have had a healthy Cam Newton throughout the rest of the season. And I don't believe that we would have lost that game to Tampa Bay. We wouldn't have lost a lot of games given well, Cam Newton being healthy during those time periods. So that's my thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally, <clears throat> I totally agree. I totally agree. But I also want to just add on to that, that yeah, like we were sat down, you know, definitely, like, we would have won more games. And it's, you know, we don't get a chance to see the coaches play every Sunday or, you know, or play at all, right? So, you know, it's a coaching thing, you know. It's it's a coach's decision. And, you know, I don't blame Cam for being passionate. You know, you can't blame him for being passionate. He should be smart. You know, sometimes I think his passion sometimes out did his, his, his intelligence, um, you know, whether it's you know, going down, not diving so much, don't throw your, your body around, don't run the ball too much, you know, like your passion, yes, you want to get every single yard, yes, you know, but I think, you know, he learned that 
in that last year uh, where he was productive, he learned to be patient, and that's what was one of his best passing years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I, I think he learned how to become a leader and and, pa- and and be passionate. But I think, you know, when you only play for one one franchise your whole career, you kind of like are used to if he's if he came in the building having his way, you know, bye bye, Steve Smith. It's my team now. Right. Came in there kind of having his way. He's like, yeah, like this is going to be this is my team. So, like, I believe some of the arrogance he had to get over and I believe that. You know, he had to be, he had to, to learn to humble himself. And I believe that everything that's happened in Carolina is, has 100% humbled Cam Newton right now to this very moment. It's, it's going to humble him. And I know that, you know, our quarterback, our, you know, I'm, hey, I'm going to call him our quarterback because if he, if he ever does reach the Hall of Fame, he's going to go down as a Panther. And, um, you know, our quarterback in Cam Newton, man, I think that, you know, if he gets another shot at another team, you're not going to see him be very arrogant. He's going to be probably one of these. He's going to be definitely happy, but he's definitely not going to be so arrogant because he's got – he has a monkey on his back and a chip on his shoulder. Like, I'm not even talking about, like, a, a Doritos chip. He got a Tostitos chip. You know, <laughs> so and, and he's trying to get some queso right now. He's trying to get some cheese, some money now. You know, so he, you know, he he a dry chip right now. <laughs> so no, absolutely. Cam's got his work cut out for him. But let us know what you think, Panther Nation. Always engage with us on Twitter because you know we love your opinions. Guys are grilling me about my Teddy Bridgewater prediction. And they're just like, there's no way in heck are the Panthers playoff prediction. And we love engaging with you guys on Twitter um, as well as Facebook. And we love that you guys have really allowed our YouTube video to hit over a thousand views in just less than 48 hours. It's so impressive. Thank you, Mr. Know-it-all, for all the work that you put in. And most importantly, thank you, Panther Nation, for all the support that you guys show us. And all of the other Panthers podcasts, too, because, you know, you know, a lot of people, they kind of compete. But I feel like our fan base has, like, such a friendly, welcoming vibe. Like, we're, like, one big team. You know, there's a lot of people I would love to shout out. But I'm just going to go ahead and be brief and just say thank you to the entire Panthers Nation. We have an excellent fan base and some excellent writers and media people. Yes, uh, we have have an amazing fan base. Um, It always feels like, you know, you're in the living room talking with your, your uh, family members when we're on Twitter and we're talking with you guys. Uh, so, yeah, definitely engage. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm very, very thankful that you guys take the time out of, you know, of this whole quarantine thing and, and, and lend us five seconds of your time to read a tweet, if that. Giving us 15 minutes of your time to listen to a podcast. Like, we're just two guys that decided to uh, – start a podcast up about our favorite team. I mean, it's just that simple. And, you know, a lot of people out there, you know, you guys, you know, you guys are making our confidence grow. I mean, when it comes to doing something, we've never done a podcast showing us that this is all possible and that's not ever going to be taken for granted. So we appreciate all the support that we get. 
Absolutely. And before we go ahead and leave this episode off, I just want to say that um, we're sponsored by the great folks over there at Gambix, and they're doing amazing things right now, even during the coronavirus. They're helping a lot of people get their businesses off the ground at very, very, very affordable rates. And they have a lot of payment plans and packages that they're customizing for people to really help them out during this time. And if you have an idea or if you want to launch your business or you need help with branding or you have uh, an existing business that you just want to take over the edge with some marketing or strategy, I encourage you to check those folks over there at Gambix at GambixIT.com. That's G-A-M-B-I-X-I-T.com. All right. Yes, that's all, folks. Have a safe night, a safe evening, a safe morning, all of that. And hopefully we hear from you guys soon. Thank you. Absolutely. Take care.